Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome into the Ringer Gambling Show. Raheem the Dream Palmer, JJ John Dostremski, ready to rip through some long shot bets. And long shot bets in the preseason, I think, are fun. I think you you get to this point in your betting process where you're like, I've already bet the real bets I like, the ones that are closer to 50-50, the minus 110s, the minus 115s. And now it's like, okay, I'm starting to itch a little bit on some of these value bets that are plus 300 or better, plus 400 or better. Because you just, I've already bet all my week one bets. I bet my teasers. I've done all those things. I'm still looking at futures for for value. And I think I want to get through some long shot bets here. And where I wanted to start was on the team side of things. Specifically, start with conference long shot bets. So winner, you know, teams that could win the conference outside the top three favorites in their respective conference for the AFC and the NFC. I'll kick things off. And we've talked possibly about this team a lot. And we've talked about them as maybe a value to win their own division at plus 160. But it's the Baltimore Ravens at plus 1,000 to win the AFC. I think this is a team that is bound for injury luck, you know, regression. I think you're going to see them be a lot healthier there than, than they were last year. They were the most hurt team by any advanced injury metric you look at this previous season. 
I believe in Lamar Jackson really putting the gas pedal down in this offense. I love Rashad Bateman entering year two, the Minnesota wide receiver. And I just think they're deep in the trenches. They have a lot of really talented offensive linemen. Defensively, they just drafted Travis Jones, the UConn defensive tackle. That won't even start for this team, but we will be a rotational piece in what is a very talented defensive line. Marcus Peters, they signed Marcus Williams, the safety, this offseason. I think this Baltimore Ravens team is too talented to be not a value at plus 1,000 to win their own division. I think they're fading. You know, there's so much public doubt around can Lamar Jackson turn the corner? Can he be this like deep playoff run? I think they can win this conference. I really do think that Lamar, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, when they are healthier this year, which you have to think they will be, we could have a legit shot at winning the AFC. And at plus 1,000, I think that's a value. I'm not fighting you on it. I'm not fighting you on it. I have the Ravens in so many different uh, ways going into the year. I have them to win the division. We talked about that in the AFC North podcast. I like they're over for wins. The only hesitation I have is Lamar Jackson in postseason games because I've seen him shit the bed on a couple of different occasions. That's my own. That's my only reason for concern. Value though to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. Raheem, you were. I feel like you've been talking this one up since we started. For goodness sakes, dude. Oh yeah, I have. I mean, like I like him plus two thousand to win the Super Bowl. I like him plus 1,000 to win the AFC. I mean, we spoke about the injury luck. Obviously, you get all all pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley back. They drafted Tyler Limbaugh. So it's like a lot of the issues last year was on the offensive line. Look, I think Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think he's been a victim of negative variance in the postseason. I think that changes. Now, the one team I want to look at as far as value to win their conference is the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you move on from defensive-minded head coach of Mike Zimmer. Um, you bring in Kevin O'Connell. I mean, this is a team that played in 14 one-score games last year with 10 games decided, and like, on the final play of the game. And I think they were, like, only six. They struggled in those one-score games. So you get a few bounces here and there, and I think this is a different team. So look at the, I think the Minnesota Vikings, what are they? They plus 2,000 to win the NFC. They're 40 look, to 1 to win the Super Bowl, Raheem. 40 to 1. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about a team who could potentially win the NFC North. And we, as we all know, you win your division, that gives you a better chance of winning your conference. So I like them. I think there's some value there. All right. So I got one in the AFC. And we talked about this team. We talked about how they set up to win a division. And the AFC South was the team that had the number one seed a year ago. That was the Tennessee Titans. I have the Indianapolis Colts circled at 22 to 1. Now, I, I understand old man Matt Ryan and comparing him to some of the other quarterbacks within the conference. I get that. But this guy's won an MVP before. He's playing behind an unbelievable offensive line. He's got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. That's a Colt team that's been knocking at the door the last couple of years. I see 22 to 1, fellas, to win the Super Bowl. And at the very least, I'm saying, hey, that's value. And if the Colts end up as a one or a two seed and they beat up on Jacksonville and they beat up on Houston and they finally slay the dragon that is the Tennessee Titans for them, they won't be 22 to one whenever the postseason rolls around. Now, again, they're going to have to beat Buffalo. They're going to have to beat um, Kansas City or the Chargers or whoever your uh, flavor of the month may be in the AFC. But if the division stacks up accordingly, that number right there at 22 to 1, I like it. They're a well-coached team, and they're going to get vastly better quarterback play with Matt Ryan. Number standpoint, boys, I'm in. Colts to win the Super Bowl, 22 to 1. I'm actually, I'm glad you brought them up because they have been 
a team that I wanted to like publicly fade for a while. And I've talked, you know, you bring them up as plus 2200 and, and saying there's value there to win the, the AFC. I've talked to other people who are saying they're long on their win total and all these things. And I just keep looking back at this Colts team and uh, Shieldkopedia for the ringer wrote a piece about, you know, the, the concern they have at left tackle. They could be starting a rookie uh, at a central Michigan, Bernard Ryman. And that is a bit of a concern, maybe an Achilles heel and what is otherwise a really talented offensive line. I worry about the receiving core. A lot is going to be on Michael Pittman Jr. to be a legit separator. Alec Pierce is going to be their number two second round pick out of the University of Cincinnati. And I just don't know if he's ready for that kind of weight. And then you look at defensively, they lost Matt Eberflus, obviously the defensive coordinator. He's now um, head coach of the Chicago Bears. And I think that with this team offensively and defensively, they have really talented players. And that's why people, you know, get on them at minus 135 to win their own division, which I think is a misprice regardless because they have really talented players and a really talented roster. But when you look closer, it's talented players at low value positions. Jonathan Taylor is a low-value position. Quentin Nelson at left guard, low-value position. Shaquille Leonard, no longer Darius Leonard, off-ball linebacker, low-value position. DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle, low-value position. They don't have stars on the edge. Quidi Pay still hasn't taken that turn. Nick Ngakwe, they traded for this offseason, has never been a top 10, top 15 pass rusher in the NFL. And in the secondary, they brought in Stephon Gilmore. He's probably their best corner, but still long in the tooth. I, I worry at the valuable positions, receiver, corner, pass rusher on the edge, that they don't have enough to be a deep playoff team. And that's why I'm fading them. But everywhere I look, JJ included, FanDuel included, has them priced at a point where they're the favorite to win their division and they're long on their win total. So I, I think that's going to be that team this year where I'm looking at them a lot different than the market. Austin, they're a really well-coached team too. Don't lose sight of that. They True. are well-coached. Reich is mm -hmm. tremendous. He is tremendous. And think about how many games Carson Wentz flushed down the toilet for them last season. True. That will not yeah. be – say what you want about Ryan. That will not be the case of quarterback this year. He might get his ass beat in a game or two because he can't move around and their offensive line loses at the point of attack. They are going to get a massive upgrade at quarterback for him. Looking now at playoff long shot bets, plus 200 or worse. These are going to be bad football teams. You know, these are bad football teams that the market is not high on to, to make the playoffs this season. There are a lot of teams that are in that plus 150 to plus 185 range that you can bet on that you feel like do have like maybe a better than 50% chance to win the or go to the postseason. These are teams that are legit. No one's giving a shadow of a doubt. I have two, both in the AFC, which I think I'm going to end up regretting because the AFC is uber talented. But two teams where I think there is value. Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 450 because I think there's a legitimate shot they win their division because, again, I do feel that the AFC South is mispriced. Tennessee Getting Titans, on the Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence train. I, I have to. Go but up. <laughs> I have to. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be you know one of the better younger quarterbacks in the NFL this year. I think they've added pieces, enough pieces to where there's variance in that plus 450 where they win that division or sneak into the wild card to win the playoffs. And then the other team I like, too, because you talk about well-coached football teams. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 330 to go to the postseason. They snuck in last year with arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL from a production standpoint. You could see some improvement there. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 330. Tell me why I'm wrong, guys. Austin, Tell me why doesn't I'm wrong. that line, though, tell you all you need to know about the Steelers? Raheem, you're a guy who knows they're getting ahead of the market. I see the Steelers with Tomlin and all the pedigree and the idea of everything you just mentioned. Hey, Roethlisberger was old. He was shot last year. They still made the playoffs anyway. They had so many games that went perfectly right for them at the end of last year. I think sooner or later, the, not that the bottom is completely going to fall out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but hey, Bill Belichick and the Patriots went forever without missing the playoffs, without having, having a losing year. Then all of a sudden, 2020 happened and they missed the postseason. Like all, all good things, I don't care what they may be, they come to an end. And Austin, I see that price right there. Steelers at plus 330 to make the playoffs. Sometimes when it's 
too good to be true, it is. That's my take on the Steelers. They're, be- yeah, they're yeah. begging you to yeah, take I, yes I t- as far as making the playoffs. I, I totally agree. I mean, look, JJ mentioned it. I mean, this team was eight and two in one score games last year. They had a negative 55 point differential. And like year to year, that tends to regress. I mean, you're talking about one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They haven't opened up any holes in the run game. I mean, I think they were 32nd and 28th in adjusted line yards the last two seasons. And then more importantly, look, are we really trusting Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, like, I no, do think he is no, a, we're not. A great no, we're not. Big Ben, but it's just to me, look, if you're betting on the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs, you're basically saying that the AFC North is one of the best divisions in the AFC. And they're not because they're not going to have three teams make the playoffs out of the division because we're all in Baltimore. Um, I know some of you guys might be down on the Bengals, but the Bengals are better than the Steelers. So I'm out on this. That's fair. You got, I'm, I'm deleting the bet. I don't know if I'm taking it anymore. I just have, wow, I just have we so much. You out, I, and I'm going to say this, Austin. I'm not talking you out of Jacksonville because I do see the variance there in that division. And hey, yeah. Doug Peterson's a Super Bowl winning coach. Their coaching was as bad as can be last year. And, and maybe Trevor Lawrence, you're two something clicks and he ends up being a top 10 quarterback, maybe. I'm just, that, that scenario, if you're asking me right now, I can get on board with one of those two. Despite Jacksonville being eh, a long shot, I would endorse Jacksonville more so than Pittsburgh. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. I just have so much appreciation for Mike Tomlin. And I think that defense is also going to be a top five defense in the NFL next year. To see plus 330, it's just wild to me that, and there's just enough, you know, maybe it's square square reasoning, but I just think there's enough value on that plus 330. But I'm backed out. I'm out. I'm going Jags. I like Jags at plus 450. Obviously, the head coach improvement is going to be a massive one. I think Trevor Lawrence takes a step forward. I don't love a lot of the additions that they've made, but it's hard it's hard to make any addition and not be an upgrade on that football team because their roster is so bereft of talent. So I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are in a division where there isn't a juggernaut, right? Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a division with two, arguably, in the Bengals and the Ravens that have legitimately like deep postseason aspirations. The AFC South does not have a juggernaut. You know, the, the Colts are, didn't make the playoffs last year. And, uh, you know, Tennessee Titans were the one seed, but a lot of talent has left that building, you know, and you have obviously A.J. Brown down there as well. So I think the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 450, um, are, are a team I like at a playoff long shot. And it gets to my other bet I wanted to talk about. Division winner, long shot, plus 300 or higher or worse. I like the Jags at plus 750 to win that division too. Like, I think there's value in the AFC South. I think it's one of the more mispriced divisions. It's for the same reasons I talked about me fading the Colts, me not liking where the Tennessee Titans are after losing A.J. Brown, and then seeing obvious improvement on the sidelines, losing Urban Meyer and trading him for Doug Peterson, and on the football field where you're going to see some younger players take steps forward. So Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 750 is one of those division winners at plus 300 or worse that I like as that long shot bet to to win their division. I love long shots for the division. And mm. if we're going to find one, I know where Raheem's going. I have two yeah. circles. What, so what is the – I want to make sure I have the criteria correct, Austin. I don't want to break any rules now. I need plus, to take a division win or what? Plus 200 or greater or plus 300 or greater? Plus 300 or greater. Now, I, I'll, I'll let you play with it if you want to go down to plus 250. No, 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 because no. this, this fits the criteria. And I know you guys like them. New Orleans at plus 300 to win the NFC South. That's juicy, dude. Yeah, Tom Brady I, I love that is one. not there. I mean, Tom Brady, who knows what his deal may be? Like, is he uh, all in on this Tampa season? Like, that. that's one I have immediately circled. Um... I, I can't go against, but I really, 
the, my heart wants to say, hey, like maybe the Dolphins breakthrough, I could go and give you four. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, I forget I just said that. New Orleans is my pick at plus 300. I'm not letting my heart talk. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I, I think my favorites who are New Orleans and the Giants. I've spoken at length about the, the Giants so much that you guys don't even have to go back to that. But I, I think, look, when it comes to the to New Orleans Saints, look, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they start the season off against the Cowboys, against the Saints, against the Packers, against the Chiefs. That's one and three, two and two, especially with Tom Brady being out to start the season. So if you take that plus 310, and we already told you um, that we like the Saints over eight and a half wins, you could put yourself in a position to where you can get a good number on the Saints and then possibly come back in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers later. Um, I think this is a two-horse race in the NFC South. Obviously, the, the, the Falcons are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and I don't think the Panthers are there yet. So I think we need to grab this number now. And it's a number that's been moving. You know, I think uh, less than 24 hours or less than 48 hours ago, the Saints were plus 310, now down to plus 300. I think a lot of you know money is moving that line in favor of plus 300. The Giants bet at plus 700 to win the NFC East. I, I think that's closest to mo- incinerating money. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't believe in chemistry hitting with the first-year co- head coach right out the gate. I think that defense is, is lacking pass rushing talent and secondary talent. I worry about that bet wholeheartedly, but I think Saints plus 310, plus 300, where you can get it. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars is another one that I'm backing at that plus 700 or worse, right? In that same giant Giants tier of like no one's giving them a shot in this division. There was a handful of other like team focused bets you can make on FanDuel right now. Or JJ, did you have another division? Yeah, so I wanted to bring this up to you fellas because when we were talking long shots, I figured this team was going to fit the long shot category and they haven't. And and I need explanation as to why. Maybe you guys have a better answer for this than, than I do. How is the Washington football team commanders, whatever the hell they're calling them these days, I can't even keep track. <laughs> How are they only plus 150 to make the playoffs? How is that line not higher? Like, is, is that because of the coach? Is that because of the defensive line? I figured we get Washington who's plus 500 to win the NFC East. I figured they'd be easily plus 240, 250, whatever to make the playoffs. Raheem only plus 150. What gives there? I, I'm a little confused at this one either. I'm not really that high on Washington, especially with Carson Wentz over there. Um, so I am kind of shocked to see it that, at that point as well. I, I think that looking at where FanDuel currently has their win total price too, you could bet it at eight and a half. The over is plus 145 and the under is minus 170. So you're seeing money kind of like shed on the under at eight public and a half. Public is pounding that under total. Yes, you're right a about lot, that. A lot of the public, a lot of the public I think is fading Washington. And I don't, Public money at this time of the year, too, and it's interesting talking about like betting process and betting futures. So much of public money is based on hard knocks, uh, a random training camp headline, him throwing a couple picks, and like so much of the Carson Wench training camp reporting has been can't hit his receivers. A lot of these guys are too small for him. Jahan Dotson is like, you know, they're they're mailing over his head. And like when you have that, public money, I think, is going to consistently fade that because that's all they have to go off of, right? Whereas, you know, advanced betters are looking at adjusted wins lost and strength of schedule and, and all that type of stuff that I think leads to why this isn't like plus 200, plus 250. But I think a lot of public money is fading Washington right now. And if you are higher on Wentz and, and aren't buying into the gross inaccuracy headlines coming out of training camp, I think there is value on them over eight and a half wins. I mean, I wouldn't bet them to make the playoffs at plus 150. I'd rather bet over eight and a half wins at plus 145. You know, I think that that's where I probably lean because, um, you know, obviously like you, you can you can win nine games and not make the playoffs. And I think that would be a rough middle to be in. So if you like the Washington football team, 
Commanders, whatever they are these days. I wish they were Red Bulls, but if you like the Washington <laughs> Commanders, I think the I think the eight and a half plus one forty five on FanDuel right now is probably the bet you should take. I don't know if I like the playoffs at plus one fifty just because they're third in their division, right? Like they're they're third in their division right now in terms of the hierarchy. So I, I would worry about that plus one fifty bet a little bit compared to the eight and a half total. All right, some other bets I wanted to get into here. And and Raheem and I were texting back and forth on like what other like long shot stuff can you do on FanDuel? You can have like exact division order. And there's a handful of bets that I kind of liked in exact division order, but those aren't necessarily long shots as much as it is just like long shot probabilities. Looking at number one AFC seed, number one NFC seed, and then there's a handful of like record focused ones, best regular season record, worst regular season record, and then last remaining undefeated team. Raheem, I'll kick off with you. Is did you like any either of the any of the long shot bets for the AFC or NFC seed? So when they, when you say number one number number one AFC or NFC seed, that's finishing the regular season as the number one AFC or NFC seed, not necessarily winning the AFC. JJ, did you see any value on team to win? You know, be the number one seed in the AFC or team to be the number one NFC seed? I, I can kick off. I have one that I think I really like and I think is really mispriced. But JJ, do you have another? So one team I'm looking at. And we didn't mention him as far as a team that has Super Bowl value. And you guys know I might be in on them from a Super Bowl value standpoint. How about the San Francisco 49ers to be the number one overall seed in the NFC? Assuming that Trey Lance clicks, assuming that he steps in and hits the ground running, I like the idea of San Francisco, who was, remember, a number one seed Just a couple of years ago, if you're buying regression from the Packers that I am, if you don't see Tampa as the same team they've been, and you like the Niners to win the division, why can't the Niners go and have the best record in the NFC? That's one for me right out of the gate, Austin, I have circled. I would be absolutely stunned to see the San Francisco 49ers nail that. Because, like, that first thing you mentioned, you know, assuming Trey Lance clicks is just, like, literally the entire piece of the puzzle, right? You know, it's assume, assuming no, Trey Lance that. hits. Yeah. I get that, Austin. But, again, you're looking for value here. And mm-hmm. if they beat out the Rams to win the division, if you see the Packers coming back to the – do you see the Packers coming back to the pack a little bit or you don't? No pun intended. I, 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 don't, I don't know necessarily – the team I like the most in the NFC, and Raheem, I'll let you go after this, and where I think they're I, – I think that NFC West is a bit mispriced. So right now, the NFC West, Los Angeles Rams are the favorite to win that division. The reigning Super Bowl yes. champs that, yes, they did lose Andrew Whitworth and Von Miller this offseason, but did add Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson. They get Troy Hill back. That Jordan Fuller's healthy. There's a lot of reason to be long on the, the Los Angeles Rams that, yes, just won the freaking Super Bowl. Plus 125 to win their own division, and the Niners are plus 175. You compare that to the AFC South, minus 125 for the Colts for they're the favorite, and Titans at plus 170. I think getting plus money on the reigning Super Bowl champions to win their own division, I think, is value, let alone plus 650 to be the number one NFC seed. I think that has a lot of value as well. The fact that they're not the favorites or even close to the top three favorites to win the NFC or be the number one seed in the NFC, I think there's a little bit of value there. I think this Rams team is going to be freaking good, and I can't believe I'm having to pound the table for that when they're plus money to win their own division. I get that, but it's a Super Bowl hangover. That's that's really the number. Like, the Rams are really good. The Rams are super talented. But you've seen it, Austin, with teams that win the Super Bowl. That next year, it, it, older quarterback, is it the same hunger? Is it the same desire? The, does the bounces of the ball go the exact same way? Remember, the Rams went through a little bit of a rut even last year in October and in November. They're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to win a good amount of games, but I'm not going to say that they're going to have that same sense of motivation to go and finish with the best record in the league. That's just my two cents. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so people are going to look at me crazy when I say this. Um, Don't you tell no, me the Giants. If you bring up the Giants no, right that, now, that's it. Podcast is over. I'm not bringing up the Giants. Hear me out. The reason why people are going to look at me crazy when I say this is because I've, I've, I've spoken so highly about the Giants. But I think when you're looking at to be the number one seat in the NFC playoffs, I think the Philadelphia Eagles at plus 1,600 has the most value. I mean, you're looking at a team, according to win totals, who has the, the easiest like schedule in the NFL, literally the easiest schedule. Um, and then when you look at them last year in close games, they they struggled in close games. I think they were three, they were three and six in close games in 2020. And then last last year they were four and six in one score games in 2021. So I, I just think like you combine the easy schedule, you add AJ um Brown. I, I think you add, you look at the fact that look, none of us are really high on Jalen Hurts, but this is truly his real second year in the NFL when you look at the fact that he's continuing with the same coaching staff. And I think having that continuity with the coaching staff, you add A.J. Brown, you still have one of the best offensive lines in the league, you still have a solid defense, I think this team could probably be one of the best teams in the NFC when you look at the fact that, look, look at who's favored. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are plus 300. I think we all know they're going to take a little bit of a step back. Obviously, those first four games are kind of rough. The Green Bay Packers, they don't have Devontae um, Adams. The, the, the Cowboys are plus 500. And they're going to take a step back. So I just think the Eagles present the most value. NFL kickoff is still a few weeks away, but you can get in on the action right now on FanDuel Sportsbook with their NFL Super Win bonus. Right now, anyone who places at least a $50 Super Bowl winner bet will get $5 back for each win your team has during the NFL regular season. What NFL Super Bowl bet would you make? Can the Rams repeat at plus 1,100? Can Lamar Jackson lead the Ravens to the championship at plus 2,000? Who's your dark horse for the year? There are also a ton of other future markets developing, like team win totals, division winners, player props, and so many more. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Have you tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet? Download the app and sign up using promo code GAMBLERS to get $5 for every win your team has if you bet at least $50 on them to win the Super Bowl. That's the promo code, GAMBLERS. 21 and up and present in select states only. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet is $50. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. Connecticut, call 1-88-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Louisiana, Call 1-877-770-STOP. New York. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE NEW YORK. Tennessee. Call 1-800-889-9789. Wyoming. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET if you're in West Virginia. 
I understand that. I understand that. And I'm not a Hurts guy. That makes sense, though. That division, yeah. you would think, hey, feast off the Giants, feast off the football team commanders, whatever, and play well maybe against the Cowboys. It's not crazy, Raheem. Austin, I'll I say this. that's crazy. I'll, I'll say this. I am very long on the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I love their, their futures prospects. I bet them the day after the draft, plus 275 to win their division. They're now plus nice. 270. There's a yeah, lot dude, of you money. You got ahead of the market. Good for a you. A lot of money is flowing towards this Philadelphia Eagles team. And I think a lot of that is not because like, oh, did that change? Because uh, it was plus 275 after they made the trade for A.J. Brown. I think money is pouring in on them as you see more of these headlines come out that Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are hitting it off. And I am a big Nick Sirianni guy as well. I think Nick Sirianni is a underrated coach in the NFL that has a ton of buy-in on what is a very talented football team. I think that this Eagles team is a value to win their division. I think a value to be the number one team in the AFC, NFC. I think this is going to be a really, really talented football team. I'm on there, make the playoffs. I think at plus 118, I'm on them at over eight and a half wins. I, I really do like the Eagles uh, this upcoming season. All right, a handful more of team bets before we get to some individual player stuff. Best regular season record, worst regular season record, last remaining undefeated team. Those are other like long shot opportunities you can get on FanDuel. I think the, the craziest one to me of best, worst, and then last remaining undefeated is how in the hell are the Chicago Bears plus 750 to be the worst team in the NFL next year? How? Like they have arguably the worst offensive line. They're starting a fifth round pick in Braxton Jones at a Southern Utah left tackle over second-round pick Tevin Jenkins. You watch any preseason game so far, which they played one last night, he, Justin Fields consistently under pressure. The receiving core is Darnell Mooney and a bunch of scrubs. Defensively, they lose Khalil Mack. They look good in the preseason. They're holding some people down, but like I don't think it's a very talented defense. This is a scary, scary proposition. I don't understand how it's there's that much... There's that much um, value at plus 750 for the Bears. And like, yeah, you like the Texans. A lot of the square public reasoning around the Texans or the Jets or Seattle or Atlanta. This Bears team is going to be really freaking bad. Really bad in a really good division. I really worry about them not winning a lot of games next year. The fact that they're outside the top three in terms of favorites to have the worst regular season record. Plus 750. I'm putting a lot of money on that one. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on this. I think, I mean, we, we gave out the win total under six and a half. That's down to five and a half now. So... I think this is where the value. That's yeah, right. I mean, this is where the value is now. I think uh, the Houston Texans, they should be a little bit better. Um, the Falcons, they're not. I mean, look, the Falcons were probably one of the worst seven win teams in the history of the NFL last year. So they should be awful as well. But I think this Bears team, I mean, they can't block anybody. I mean, obviously, you lose Akeem Hicks, you lose Khalil Mack, the defense gets hurt. I mean, Justin Fields might not make it through the season. We're talking. Um, we're talking David Carr levels of getting hit. <laughs> Atlanta's bad, though, fellas. Atlanta's real. See, I don't like the Texans at plus 350 because I think they'll be they'll be in games. They were in a lot of games last year, so I, for one, wouldn't play that, especially if you're not, let's say, a believer in Jacksonville. I'm with you, Austin. The Bears stink. But if there's a team that could contend for that worst record, Atlanta at plus 400 is another one I have circled. I, I think Atlanta's a really good bet, too. It's another team with a really bad yeah. offensive line. It's still a better offensive line than they have in Chicago. They still have, like, veteran Jake Matthews there, and I think it's going to be better than what they have. And I, I also like that there is, you know, quarterbacks there that, you know, they have a receiving... Uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are objectively better than what the Chicago Bears have. Like, and they're young players. I get that, but still. And defensively is where the concerns really rise up with Atlanta. It's probably going to be the worst defense in the NFL next year. They, they have to talent it. You know, you know what it is? As bad as their defense is, they do have two solid corners. I mean, obviously, you have Casey Hayward. Um, and I think you got Casey Hayward and you got A.J. Terrell. 
I mean, those, yeah. that's probably one of the best corner combinations in the league. Now, the rest of True. the roster on True. defense is a problem. They can't really rat, rush the passer. There's some issues at safety. But, I mean, you got those two guys there. I mean, I, it's hard for me to say that. The, the, you're the talking me into. You're talking me into Bears plus 750 even more. You're talking me into yeah. it, man. I'm excited. And, like, I love that they won their playoff or their preseason game last night and you get the public feeling good about things. Let's go. Keep riding that thing up to plus 800. I will continue to bet it as we go. Best regular season record, last remaining undefeated team. I had potential values in Broncos at plus 900. Their, their first six weeks, their schedule is, like, relatively tame if they can get past, like, I think one, you know, top five matchup that they have. And then best regular season record, for all the same reasons I was talking positively about the Rams, plus 900. Outside the top three, like that's another team that I think could be really, really good next year in a division where Seattle is going to be a doormat. The Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. are going to be without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks of the season. I think that the Los Angeles Rams are that bet as well. Any other any other bets there you guys want to highlight for best regular season or last remaining undefeated team? The undefeated record is so hard, man. Do you have one, Raheem? That's so hard, dude. I feel like I that's have one, such but a roll I, of I, dice. I do feel like we need to talk about the Rams. I mean, like Austin, I know you have covered the Rams. I mean, there's been some news about Matthew Stafford coming about about his arm and everything like that. What's your take on that? Because it's just like I think we need to provide some clarity because I, I do think that's something, especially for a team like the Rams who doesn't have a ton of depth. Like I, I think oh, that is a yeah, that's a real concern. A lot of people have done excellent reporting uh, on the Matthew Stafford stuff. And from all of what I've heard and even just being there, it sounds very procedural in terms of caution, not necessarily reactive to how things are feeling. And even how Matthew Stafford talks about it is, Mm. you know, getting my shoulder back together every year is becoming increasingly harder as I get older, but it's nothing new, right? It's not like, oh, this is a new injury that I'm having to reshape and rehab and all these things. It's more like, hey, this is an issue. It's been an issue for a while. And like, we're going to continue to like, you know, do different things to make sure that I can go into every season as healthy as possible. And I think how McVay talks about it, how Stafford talks about it, I don't think there is legitimate concern that he's going to miss time due to that injury. But they do know that it is something that you have to take precaution for, right? It's not as it's not as normal as a completely healthy, healthy shoulder or completely repaired shoulder and all of what it is. So I'm not worried about it at all. Now, that's not saying he can't get hurt. Like, I know I know that that shoulder yeah. is potential for re-injury and all that stuff, but he was obviously very healthy mm-hmm. last year. And I, I think that the offensive line is probably where I have the most concern. I think there's some question marks on the interior. Obviously, replacing Andrew Whitworth is going to be a challenge. But everywhere outside of that, I still think there's just too much talent for them not to regress in other areas. Receiving core adding Allen Robinson, I think, is a massive win. I think Tyler Higby, vastly underrated as a tight end in the NFL. Defensively, you still have Aaron Donald. You add Bobby Wagner, where I was there you know, a few weeks ago. You couldn't go to practice without bringing up Bobby Wagner. Every single player on defense loves the guy, wants to, you know, wants to play well for him and all these things. And I think they've... They've found some new energy with these key additions. Fuller coming back healthy, the safety that's expected to start. You bring back Troy Hill, where everyone is excited about Troy Hill and what he did in that defense before. And then you add Bobby Wagner and Alan Robinson. Like, there's enough new blood there to where you, know, you bring up, like, motivation and Super Bowl hangover. I think there's enough there to, like, dude, I think we could be really, really good next year. And um, there's that culture that's just built. Last, a couple more team bets here, and then we'll get to some player-specific bets. Super Bowl long shot. If you had to place one bet, on outside the top five favorites. We've already talked about this one at nauseum. Are we all placing Chargers at plus 1,400? They're the sixth favorite, according to Fandle right now. That doesn't odds. count as a long. I can't oh, count that. Oh, come on, come on. That's not a long shot. That's not a long shot at all. That's not a long shot. To me, Fine. it's got to be greater than 20. I think it's got to be past the Cowboys and the Ravens at 20 to 1. I need at least 22 to 1 or better. To be okay. honest with okay. you, Okay, okay, okay. Well, Chargers throw them out the window. They're too much of a favorite. No, I mean, it's, listen, it's, that's it's, fine. I like the Chargers. We talked about this. I just I mean, I think I, we both I like the Chargers and we both like the, we like the Chargers and we like the Ravens. 
I, I, to me, I think the best long shot is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Plus 4,000 right now to win the division, 40 to 1 odds, or not to win the division, to win the Super Bowl. We've talked about that a bit. I think plus plus 4,000, that's probably the best quote-unquote long shot. I, I apologize for bringing up the Chargers. I really do. I Guys, really do. New Orleans, <laughs> 40, 40 to 1, New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, man. If Jameis if James Winston, if Jameis Winston. I like that more than Minnesota. Year. I mean, really? I ain't put I, my I money like on. I ain't put my money on Kirk Cousins to win a Super Bowl. Sorry, Raheem. I can't Jameis instead. You're going Jameis instead, which I think is, <laughs> is wild to say out loud. Yeah, and but they, I think they have a better... First of all, I've never seen Jameis Winston in a playoff game. I've seen Kirk Cousins, you know, urinate <laughs> all over himself way too many times in playoff games. That's number one. I, I've also seen Kirk Cousins go in there and beat Drew Brees in New Orleans. I've seen that happen. That didn't Ooh, happen. Seen it. He's seen it. He's seen it. All right. Well, Minnesota Saints, those are our long shot bets. We can't bet the Chargers because they're not long shot enough. Last thing I'll bring up here right now on FanDuel. We're bringing up all these uh, odds on FanDuel. You make sure to check it out for wind tolls and all that stuff. Right now on FanDuel, you can bet the ringer parlay. Two-team, two-leg parlay. Cowboys under 10.5 wins. I argue that they're one of the few teams in the NFL that got worse this offseason. Lost Lale Collins. Lost Amari Cooper. Lost Cedric Wilson. There's a lot of reason to think that this Cowboys team will not be as good as they were last year. And there's still concerns about defense. You know, Trayvon Diggs, yeah, this top cornerback in the NFL. He also allowed more, you know, more receiving yards than any quarterback in the NFL last year. Boomer bust type. And then the other team, the other leg, Saints over eight and a half wins. You can't listen to a ringer gambling show without us talking highly about the New Orleans Saints. We feel, you know, they're a value at plus 300 to win the division, value at over eight and a half on their win total. Right now, if you parlay those together, plus 260, plus 260 if that hits. So, um, that's definitely one to bet right now. I know Raheem's backing it. I saw Bill Simmons backing it. Bill Simmons with a quote tweet of Raheem on Twitter said, hey, I kind of like this. So you're backing the ringer. You're backing Raheem, JJ, and myself. If you go bet that parlay, that's Cowboys under 10.5 wins, Saints over 8.5. I wanted to close out the show with some individual player bets, some outside the top three for MVP, Depoy, comeback player of the year, potentially if you're interested in that. And then I also had most passing yards, most rushing yards, most receiving yards to close out the show. Where I wanted to kick things off is the rookie of the year odds, right? I think that there is so much value in betting single player futures at this time of the year because it, it's such a it's such a wasteland in terms of um, accurately pricing this out. Nicobe Dean the linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles, who's currently running with the second string, has the same odds to win defensive rookie of the year as Quay Walker, who is slated to start and be the number one linebacker. Like that in and of itself is just screaming value if you're looking at comparing prices and those types of things. I like Quay Walker to win defensive rookie of the year at plus 1,600. And offensive rookie of the year, I'm going all Green Bay. I think Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs at like plus 1,600 to an offensive rookie of the year with how much you know Aaron Rodgers has already poured praise on him and how much he's lighting up the preseason. Any any long shot bets you guys like for O'Roy D-Roy, knowing that this is a box score award. I say this every year. Who's going to win defense rookie of the year? Guy with the most tackles and the most sacks. It's not who's good. It's not who's the most talented. It's not, it's not any of that. Who has the most tackles and who has the most sacks? That's it. Every single time. I think Quay Walker behind that defensive line could get that. And with Dubs, it's about you know yardage. And he's going to be potentially the number two in that offense. I know they're saying Alan Lazard right now. They like uh, Randall Cobb. But I think Romeo Dobbs could easily be the number two in this offense by season's end. So your thoughts on that market in general, the, the offensive rookie, defensive rookie of the year market, and, and maybe some bets there. Um, I'm with you on that. So you're in on Dobbs. Okay, so what what is the number here that would categorize – uh, long shot. Is I would go t- outside. I would say outside the top three favorites. You know, you know so basically of, outside of Pickett, London, Olave is what yep. you're telling me. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. 
What do we think about George Pickens' preseason start? 10-1. That's another one, too. Yeah, I like that one as well. I think Got I think a lot that, of love, and the Steelers yeah. know how to develop wide receivers. We know that. And, and going back to, like, this rookie market and, like, futures market on single players, you go to DraftKings right now, Brees Hall is the favorite, who isn't even top four in FanDuel. And Kenny Pickett's, like, seven. So, like, there's just so much, like, fluctuation in price that if you feel confident one direction or the other, there's different markets that you can go to if you're not going to FanDuel, you're going to DraftKings, where you can find value on these prices. Like, is it a subjective award and kind of hard to find like significant mathematical sense. I just always go back to the box score. What team, what player do you think is going to put up the best box score production? Can he pick it? Might not even start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How could you be betting him as the favorite right now at plus 900? Mm. Nicobe Dean isn't starting. Why are you betting him at plus 1600? If Quay Walker, who is a starter is there at plus 1600 as well. So I do think there's a value on those markets. Yeah. I, I think Dobbs is just, I mean, to me, he's the favorite. If you ask me, I mean, when you look at somebody has to emerge from the pack. Devontae yeah. Adams is left. Um, so to me, that's what that's what I would be betting. Let's go to MVP and defensive player of the year. I think it's important to couple these together because MVP will always be an offensive player. And even the first 20 favorites on FanDuel are quarterbacks, which is rightfully so. If you're betting Jonathan Taylor to win MVP last year, next year, just send that money to Raheem, okay? Like that, that it's just yeah, not worth it. Yeah, if he couldn't win it last year, he's never <laughs> exactly, going to win it. You exactly. know what I mean? Don't, never. Don't bet, don't bet nine quarterbacks for an MVP. It's stupid. It's burning money, et cetera. If you want to talk about philosophically betting that word, bet quarterbacks. I think the best one outside the top three, which you could argue this isn't really a long shot, but Justin Herbert at plus 900. Plus 900 win the MVP next year where you have Rodgers But he's the most, here's the problem with that though, Austin. He's the most bet quarterback, man. That, that, that That's just, anytime I see that, I'm like, I'm cringing thinking about it. You know what I mean, dude? Because how many folks are rushing a ticket window and betting Herbert to be the MVP at 900? Here's the thing. I mean, to, to me, I think the biggest issue with Herbert right now is that all the value is gone. I mean, you could have got 16 to 1 earlier this summer and now you're down to 9 to 1. To me, that's not even a long shot at this point. And then, I mean, speaking of long shots, Trey Lance has been getting a ton of money bet. I mean, he was 40 to 1. Now he's 28 to 1. Wow. Shoot, he's 25 to 1 now. So, okay. Yeah. So it's like he was actually getting more money than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers put together at some of these sports books. So, like, I I thought, you know, Trey Lance had some value, but I think that value is all gone now. I think you got to look to a guy like, I know this sounds crazy. Because we do think the Cowboys are going to take a step back. But because of that, because they lose Amari Cooper, because they you you have Michael Gallup coming back from injury, if the Cowboys are able to overperform the expectations, Dak Prescott's the guy. I like that, Raheem. What do you, what do you got it at? 13, are you seeing 13 to 1? I'm seeing 14 to 1. 14 to 1. I'll give you one I like from a quarterback standpoint. And I don't know if I'm all in on this team. I'm kind of on the fence. But how about Russell Wilson going to new surroundings and then maybe taking Denver, let's say, to 11 or 12 wins and they have a big regular season? I could see that narrative being hammered. Hey, Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, comes to Denver, goes the Peyton Manning route. And I think the voters could very much be suckered in on that. And I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case, but that value and that number right there for us, I'm in. I'm in. And he's due to win one of these awards, you would think. I think you bring up Trey Lance. Go ahead. No, no, you go. You bring up Trey Lance at 25-1, who was previously at 40-1. I think if you're if you're going to bet a quarterback that's 25-1, and right now on FanDuel, that's Derek Carr, Trey Lance, and Jalen Hurts, it's Hurts. I think Hurts is going to put up a ton of rushing yards and to put up a ton of passing yards with A.J. Brown there. We're already long on them, like, over, you know, exceeding. Because MVP, a lot of that is about exceeding expectations. A lot of these awards are about exceeding expectations. And, 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 like, that's what a lot of the Coach of the Year award is and Defensive Player of the Year award is and all that stuff. Jalen Hurts 
who's right now plus 118 to win the, you know, go to the playoffs and plus 170 to win his own division. If he lights it up and is, you know, even top three, top four in passing yards and one of the NFL's leaders in rushing yards at quarterback position, I think that award could be very well gifted to him. Especially, I mean, he wins the NFC. You know, you were talking about long shot to be the first seed in the NFC. I think Hurts at 25 to one is probably my favorite of maybe those 2,000 or better uh, bets right now. Defensive I want to players. throw out. I want to throw out two at fifty to one just to annoy Simmons when he's listening to this. No. I mean, listen, you're throwing no. out Jalen Hurts for goodness' sakes. I mean, listen, I'm not putting any money down on Tua. By the way, I'm already too invested yeah. in the Dolphins emotionally, uh, spiritually, you name it. So I'm not going to go and put my money where my mouth is. I just wanted to throw this in the podcast because I know it's going to get a rise out of him. You know what I mean? You know I could. You know I can find a way to get a rise out. I of I mean, he boss. is the he is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Oh my gosh! Stop. Stop, stop. That is, those podcasts are awful. The way that those questions are being framed. Like you saw Mike McDaniel, they asked him like, does Tua throw the most accurate catchable ball you've ever seen? He sits there and pauses for like five seconds. He's like, yeah. And then now the quote is like, Mike McDaniel says it's the most. It's like, come on, dude. Like, what are we doing here? This, this, and like, this, what do you uh, want his guys to do? They're gonna talk exactly, up the quarterback. Exactly. They're doing the right thing, you know. No, I don't cool. think he's that accurate. No, I don't think he's that good. All right, defensive player of the year. I don't like where the favorites are right now. Miles Garrett, I think, could very well be on a non-playoff team next year. TJ Watt, non-playoff team next year, and I think it's difficult for those. You know, I think you know, oftentimes you're seeing defensive player of the year on winning football teams. Even when Khalil Mack won it for the Oakland Raiders, they went to the playoffs that year. It's one of the best seasons they've had over the last 20 years. So Aaron Donald, I think there's voter fatigue, and I think that's a legitimate thing when you're betting, you know, defensive player of the year and MVP. Like voter fatigue, I don't think Aaron Donald is dominant of the season he could have. Is going to be one of those guys. I think the two guys I'm looking at. Micah Parsons, who like everyone in their mother is obsessed with. I think that that plus 1,000 has been bet down a bit. But then Joey Bosa is probably the bet I take. 25-1 to to win Defensive Player of the Year next year. And that defense just got so much better. That's going to make his job that much easier. Adding has got to play though, Austin. That's the only problem. That's the only problem. He misses so much time. It's true. It's true. So much time. Like for me, if I'm playing a like an individual award, being durable has got to count for it. Now, listen, I get that argument. You could maybe take two or three guys from the Charger defense, say they have a monster year, boom, uh, they could end up winning the award and having the eye popping numbers. I just can't trust Bosa to stay on the field, dude. That's I the can't. problem with both Bosa's, right? Bosa, Nick Bosa in San Francisco is plus 1,400 when defensive player of the year. Joey Bosa at plus 2,500. I do think that Joey, to kind of, if he's healthy, right, which is a bit, is a big if, the same if of assuming you know, Trey Lance is going to click this next year. If he's healthy, Khalil Mack opposite of him. They added two defensive tackles that are expected to start in Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day. On the in the front seven, they add Kyle Van Oy, who's also going to rush the pass with them. In the secondary, I still think it's one of the top secondaries in the NFL. Brand Staley entering year two as a head coach in that defense. Like, I think Joey Bosa could have a monster, monster year if, and again, I think I agree with you that if he's healthy, which is far from guaranteed. All right. Last few things here on the you know, individual player stuff I want to bring up. Anyone have anything for most passing yards, most rushing yards, most receiving yards? I was going to highlight. The Raiders' passing game is, is value. Derek Carr outside the top three in terms of most passing yards in the NFL right now. He's, he's 10 to 1. And then um, you have Devontae Adams to lead the NFL in receiving yards at 14 to 1. This is a team that objectively has one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They have a great pass rush, but the secondary is plagued as hell. And offensively, offensive line is one of the worst. And I think they're just going to be losing a lot of football games. And when you're losing a lot of football games, I think they're going to be throwing the football a lot. Two really talented players, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, that pairing. I think Derek and Devontae want this to be as successful as possible. I would, I, I kind of like at that value at 10 to 1 for Derek Carr and 14 to 1 Devontae Adams to lead in passing yards and lead in receiving yards. I don't like Devontae Adams just because I do think there's a lot of weapons with the Raiders right now. And I, I don't think he's going to be getting the n- amount of passes that 
he received in Green Bay. So I, that's the one that I really don't like. I do kind of agree with you on Derek Carr. I, I do think he can kind of light it up. How about CeeDee Lamb most receiving yards? Raheem's boy. No Amari Cooper. Like- now, they're going to pay a lot more attention to him, so it could go one or two ways. But, yeah. I mean, you look at that Cowboy passing game. Who's who's getting the rock? No, I, I think that what, – what is he priced at right now, JJ? Oh, geez, I had it. Give me a second here. Give me a second. I, I think that – I thought it was plus 14 to 1 last time I saw it. 14 to 1 for CeeDee Lamb, which is, you know, obviously how much has left has left that Cowboys team and him being like the guy for them. I I, I do think when you compare Devontae Adams at 14 to 1 and CeeDee Lamb at 14 to 1, if you're getting him at the same price, like, holy shit, you should be betting CeeDee Lamb just because he is the obvious number one and there isn't a lot of other mouths to feed in that offense. Fantastic stuff, fellas. That is it for our long shot bets. That's money that you're putting in the cookie jar and you're hoping hits down the road. You're going to be sweating week one, week two, week three bets here soon enough. Make sure you're tuning in to the Ringer Gambling Show. Big shout out to Stefan Anderson for producing and also shout out to you guys, Raheem, JJ, Austin. Until next time, the Ringer Gambling Show.